1: Good morning or afternoon or whatever, Bakers. Happy Monday. How about that? October 17th felt like it was summer three weeks ago. October 17th. We need to start with the baseball uh, because we are coming up upon it. October 17th means we're in the final stretch. The NLCS has been laid out. The Philadelphia Phillies and the San Diego Padres. Maybe could have thought one of them. The high-end pitching. A lot of talent. But kind of flawed teams coming into this. They both looked fantastic. They had people questioning the, the format of the playoffs. And we'll get to that in a second. But leading into that, the Houston Astros took care of their business against the Seattle Mariners. They sweep them in three games. The Mariners won two of them. But Houston swept them. Uh, I I don't know. Call it playoff experience. Call it baseball luck. Call it whatever it is. I mean, that first game will live in Seattle infamy forever. They put up a big lead on Justin Verlander and the Astros. (laughs) The Astros only had three games. They only used their three starters. Verlander, Framber,
0: McCullers. Yeah. In their bullpen. A bunch of days off. Like, even, even when you kind of had to play two games.
1: Well, and we might even get a rest-versus-rust conversation coming soon with them as they await the winner of the Yanks and the Guardians. Uh, first, let me give Houston some love. Uh, again, these tight three, five-game sets that have become a big topic around baseball, and I I agree on them becoming a big topic. Um... And with the wildcard teams advancing in the National League. Houston handling their business is even more impressive. Uh, and that one swing by Jordan. I mean, swung a whole series. Trev, Trev said it, and I still think baseball-wise his, his voice should hold more than mine. Because of the whole some of his experiences, not all. Uh, Mariners played with them. You know, they played 18-inning shutout. Uh, they had won that game one. At the end of the day, it almost makes you it makes you feel worse, right? Because you, you were there. They were there, and they could have punched the Astros in the mouth a little bit, gotten that second game in Seattle. Who knows, especially if you steal a 17-inning game. It doesn't happen. Uh, they get swept Houston for the sixth year. They will be going to the ALCS, the sixth year. You got a COVID season in there. That was funny business, different playoff format. You got a different playoff format this year. It doesn't matter. Uh, I was looking at some of the, the 2017 Astros that are famous for the wrong reasons at this point and this current Astros team, and it, it truly is... It's crazy. I mean, Guriel, Altuve, and Bregman... Have kind of been the constant since then. I remember when Bregman was the new up and coming guy on that team. Like, will he fit in? Is he gonna he can play shortstop? Will he play third? He's worked out fine. Uh Jeremy Pena. Unreal, man. It, you look at a lot of stats and his, his season end stat line. 253 289's a seven fifteen OPS. Ended up right around league average, OPS plus. 22 homers, 11 steals. Uh, We saw him racking up war earlier this year, and even at the end of the year. Baseball reference has him at a five-war season, basically, um, because he can pick it, which is important at shortstop, which we'll get at in a minute. Um, But, you know, Pena in... Correa out. So let's see what young Jeremy Pena becomes. I mean, he's got a ceiling to him. He hits second in this lineup. Like I just mentioned, he's, you know, his OPS Plus comes out to close to league average. I mean, he's hitting in between Altuve and Jordan. And he set up Jordan twice uh, that allowed them to win games. Well, actually, he won the, the third one himself. So, um, you know, Kyle Tucker was a, a baby and a dream on the 2017 Astros. He is now one of the best players in the league. Jordan wasn't there. You know, George Springer out. Marwin had a good year that year for the Astros in 2017. Um, you know, Josh Reddick was floating around. They lost Michael Brantley this year. I thought that was going to hurt them more. It has not. They traded for Trey Mancini. He, he hasn't fully contributed. Maybe a boycott man of the people. Um, the other thing that was crazy impressive in going back to 2017, trade deadline, they traded for Justin Verlander. They put him in the lab, for being honest, a little bit of sticky stuff, a little column A, a little column B. He was lights out. Um, the other guy, the young up and coming pitcher, the Bregman of that team, was Lance McCullers Jr. Um, it's just so crazy when we picture football teams and their dynasties, whether it's Brady, Rogers, who we'll talk about them in a little bit. They had tough weekends. Um, you picture a lot of the same names, whether coaches, quarterbacks, uh, basketball teams, obviously the, the same names, LeBron, KD, whoever's there, Steph Curry. Um, you know, these are 26-man rosters now, and the organization they have set up, especially their pitching we don't talk about it enough with Houston. Luis Garcia with five innings out of the bullpen, um, sh- scoreless, five innings. Uh, Christian Javier had a two five four ERA this year in twenty five starts. Would that be your team's best starting pitcher? Close to it, not our Yanks. What's up, Nestor? Justin Verlander had a one seven five ERA. That would be your team's best ERA and starting pitcher. And Framber was more consistent than either of them. So, by the way, with the best bullpen in the league. So, Houston goes on to the CS. What they are as a team and a franchise outside of that whole cheating scandal is crazy impress- impressive. And you can start to separate those lines now. Like, it's been 2022. Six years later. Um, not saying you got to forgive that, but don't. Really bring that to this team, and especially Jordan Alvarez, who needs to be respected as probably the best lefty hitter in baseball right now. Uh, He's dominating the playoffs, 306-406-01.019 OPS during the regular season. So, waiting for them, uh, and we'll wrap up some AL before we get into the NL a little more. Uh, My Yankees versus Chris Rose's Guardians. And there will be a game five tonight brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, and by the way, how about this? October 17th, basketball is back. The NBA is coming back this week. And DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. That's a money line. So if you see Golden State versus. It was a terrible team. Who's gonna be bad this year?
0: Sacramento. Eh, kinda every team has too many too many good players. Potential and youth. Hey,
1: find the game you like. San Antonio's tanking. Sure. Pop. Um oh, Wembyama season. Anyways, uh, they've got their same game parlays too, uh, that make it easy to to rack it up. I had a nice little day yesterday, three for three. Whoops. Download Drafting Sportsbook app now and use promo code Johnboy. Make any five dollar bet this week and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins. Only at Drafting Sportsbook with promo code Johnboy. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Yankees, Guardians. They play tonight. Um, game five, Yankees win. It sounds dumb. A must-win game four. In Cleveland, they bring it back to the Bronx. The, the Yankees and Guardians have a history of ALDS game fives. Uh, the Yankees and the AL Central have a history of this point of, of the Yankees doing really well. Um, Yankees have the advantage. I think offensively, they've had the advantage. Uh, you know, they have the momentum of bringing it back home. Starting pitcher, I think they have a slight advantage. We think it's going to be Jameson Tyone versus Aaron Savali. Short leash on both of them, especially Savali. Uh, and that's where the Guardians' advantage then kicks in. The Guardians, they have a fully, fully rested bullpen. Uh, the last time we saw their bad man, Emmanuel Class A, um, he, was, he pitches as well as anyone in baseball. He had 33 pitches on Friday. Um dominated the Yankees for two plus innings. We haven't seen Karen Jackson since then. He threw 29 pitches. He did not look great. Uh and Trevor Stefan looked really good. Actually struck out uh the four batters he got out in the one point one innings. So uh and they've had a couple guys contributing the last couple nights. Uh Henches, uh D De- Los Santos. They are fully rested in their bullpen. the Yankees bullpen, that's normally a strength of this team, even if you go back to Yankees dynasty. obviously, you think of Mariano. but they had other guys too, um, you know, the Ramiros, the Mike Stantons, like they they had guys that got out, Graham Lloyd with the big postseason or two. Um, New York Yankees traditionally have a really good bullpen because they invest in there more than other teams. if we're if we're being honest, it's it's not rocket science. Uh, you probably know, no Chapman. Uh, if you know more deep cuts, Scott Efros was a huge loss before this series. Clay Holmes is doing a weird rehab assignment while pitching in the ALDS. He looks good, and he embarrassed Jose Ramirez last night. Lou Trevino and Johnny Lasagna did not pitch yesterday. Hopefully, that is massive for the Yankees. Johnny Lasagna can be a 2-plus guy for you, and I hope they push him that way. Lou Trevino... Kind of same. That guy can get you two if you really needed it. If we're being honest, the answer probably lies with a 1.1 and a 1.2 out of those guys. And then I think they're going to give it to Clay Holmes on the back end. Wandy Peralta comes in for a seven-pitch save. His third consecutive day pitching. And what? It was a two-run game last night, right? So one base runner, it would have been hold on to your butts. That guy is nails, who he's been all year for this team, who he's been since he's come over to the Yankees, a special, special guy on and off the field. Um, it just gets tricky if Jamison Tyone is really struggling early. If it's looking like JMO going to get one time through the lineup, which is your minimum, like if we're looking at a 1.2 or a 2.1, the Yankees are going to have to tap into a Domingo Herman, Lucas Lickey. Clark Schmidt, who was put into a tough spot, but he's also like a one-inning guy at this point. Clark Schmidt hasn't been stretched out. He goes, he, he goes two. You'd like to assume he can go two because he was stretched out, but, I mean, he, they tried to make him a one-inning guy down the stretch because of, I think, what we the saw st- in Game certainly three. stopped stretching
0: him. Yeah.
1: So, the Yankees do not have the bullpen advantage. They made the IKF switch. Uh, if you want to hear more thoughts on that, you can check out Talking Yanks. We talked about it throughout the year.
0: I was going to say you can check out basically any episode we did all year.
1: Yeah, that was uh, funny, Jimmy. But the most recent one. Our guy, Joe's McFly, calls it monkey mode. Um, I think that's from Bino, one of the early Bino streams. Jimmy was having a bad time, and he grabbed the monkey, and it was, it was sad. It was a sad experience. Um, Jimmy was in monkey mode. He, he doesn't believe in the people that are making the decisions for the Yankees. And he has a lot of right to do that. <laughs> um, hopefully, uh, they, you know, IKF, it, it's, he seemed to be the weak link. I know a couple highlights of my own that were Jimmy's highlights. Cause he's felt like he's been at war with this all year. Um, the talking Yanks episode where I said the Yankees have one weakness on each side of offense and defense, and it's the same guy. Um, That really cut to Jimmy's core. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, I mean, it it was one of those weird things. Do you be happy that it happened at all, or do you wish you were just missing out and they rode it into the ground? But they play as Waldo Cabrera, by the way, was playing second base to our number two prospect, Peraza, who's supposed to be the better defensive shortstop, who came up and hit really well. And played half the games at shortstop down the stretch. They replaced him with Oswaldo Cabrera, who had been playing left field, his worst position on the baseball field. Um, and then he moved to shortstop last night, and he looked good, and it gets another switch hitter in the lineup because you have Hicks in left field, who's a solid left fielder. If he gives you anything with the bat. At least he sees some pitches. Um, you know, it's a deciding game at the stadium. It's going to be raucous. You know, Yankee fans were bummed out that day game on a, uh, day game on a Friday because it got rained out on Thursday night. Uh, but it's one game, man. And whoever goes up early, the Yankees, if Savali is out there, they need to take advantage of that guy. Because if you find yourself in a situation where Class A is in and they have a lead, whether it's like the fifth inning, Like, if they play their Class A card early just to try to get it to Stefan and Karinchak, or build up more of a lead. Remember when Edwin Diaz came in in the sixth and we were all kind of shocked? But guess what? The Mets put up a crooked number. It worked. I mean, big game feels. Let's see who will be a hero. Uh, Harrison Bader has had a monster series. Uh, Judge had the one big home run. I would love to get another moment out of him. And if the Yankees move on, and this is where Jimmy was kind of broken the other day, because they they had a really good chance. Garrett Cole shoved. That's why you have Garrett Cole. Um, You know, the big bad wolf in Houston is waiting. And uh, if the Yankees do make some of the decisions that they had been making previously, um, Houston could embarrass them at the party. Because Houston does this party every year. If the Yankees start making some changes, and there's... They have a chance, and there's a couple guys. Andrew Benintendi and Marinaccio have been basically rehabbing during this series. Win tonight. Let's figure all that out tomorrow, and let's get Houston Yankees. Part three, the trilogy, some boxing stuff, Inside Boxing Live. Um, (laughs) Phillies and Padres, they tip off. I, I won't give you the full... Deep dive preview as we'll be doing it on Talking Baseball coming up soon. I think it's going to be out today. Uh, here's what I'll say. Everyone was mad about the playoff format. You know, these these division winners are too well-rested, and how does it happen? Well, you know, if the Yankees win tonight, the two AL teams that had more rest, by the way, with the extra off day, they would have taken care of their business.
0: Um, it's not like... Like, Cleveland won their division. It's not like the, Like the AL ended, ends up kind of chalk either way. I mean, obviously, Yankees were favored over Cleveland. Right. Um, it's, it's, not a cra- it's not crazy that it's worked out this The way. Dodgers
1: had a historic regular season, but everyone, whether you listened here, Talking Baseball, the girls' room, whoever talked about it, the Dodgers seem to have an Achilles heel of sorts that, like, their high-end pitching, all their pitching is really good. They have a pitching factory. But their high-end playoff performance, drop your nuts on the table, the other teams have more dudes. And that's kind of what happened. Hayter at the end of the Padres' bullpen has been incredible and lights out. Suarez has almost been better than him. He's got to op out and op out, make a ton of money. The Padres' bullpen has been one of the best units of the playoffs. Their lineup, you know, Kind of, they have a lot of guys clicking up and down the lineup. Krisham and Cronenworth, to the end of their lineup, with the Machado and Soto threats up top. And that's the thing I would say with Philly and San Diego. Sure, they're two wildcard teams, but the high-end talent goes toe-to-toe with Atlanta or the Dodgers. The Dodgers lineup, that is special. I know it. The Braves, they have talent everywhere. The Braves, I mean, the bigger issue was injuries, man. I mean, Strider, uh, that game changed the whole series, right? He tries to come back in one pitch, and you're down four. The one, p- the first pitch he loses Velo on, so you can't fully blame yourself, but you can. The Phillies have the high-end talent. So does San Diego. So do the Dodgers and, and the Braves. And they might have been built better for the regular season. In the postseason, bullpen can almost become a wash instantly because uh, it depends whoever's hot. And those top-end starting pitchers, whether you're Snell, Musgrove, Darvish, Clev, or whether you're Philly and you Wheeler, Nola, Suarez, they have the formula. And that Philly lineup, let's not pretend like that's not a bunch of dudes. Those are all dudes. Uh, so that's going to be a really exciting NL series. That kicks off tomorrow. We will be streaming throughout, and we will see you there. Let's go to the football. It was a big weekend of NFL football and college football. Maybe a little shout-out early to our Pax and Elrods, Tennessee. Uh, they take down Bama, number six, Tennessee, took down number three, Alabama. They jumped out to the big lead. Then they kind of blew it in those middle quarters. Uh, middle quarters, he says. Just came out weird. I don't know why that was so weird. Uh, they got outscored 28-13 to 13 in the second and third but they do enough at the end to get the field goal. And, I mean, that field goal post is going to live in some fraternity house forever. Uh, really good videos that came out of that. I'm, I'm sure you saw. If you didn't, go check it out. Um, and good, good for Tennessee. They kind of entered this weird airspace of former college programs. They used to have the sauce. And you start wondering if they were ever going to have the sauce again. Um, You know, they were almost in a Nebraska area and that's pretty scary. Like I've I've heard a lot of people say, like, Nebraska will never be a good football program again. And when I first got into sports, you know, young kid, five, six, seven, eight, however old I was, like Nebraska was Nebraska was almost Bama. Like their defense, the black shirts and like the way they ran the ball and Heisman trophy winners and all that, like like BBD, you don't know that Nebraska. Nothing. Nah. That was pre birth. Pre-birth. Tennessee was getting close to that. Like, since Peyton, T. Martin and Peyton Manning, since then, Tennessee hadn't really been Tennessee. Uh, Good for them, man. What a massive win uh, against Bama, who Bama's played a lot of close games this year, and they lost this game. They almost lost to Texas A&M, who was bad. Uh, They almost lost to Texas. You remember how fun that game was early in the year? Uh, college football, you obviously know we're not as much on the pulse of it we're like. I actually end up listening to a lot of college football content. My guy, Rossillo loves college football, so I absorb a lot that way. Um, but kind of a massive weekend uh, for Tennessee to beat Alabama. And it's, you know, college football, you don't always get the, you know, it's a lot of the same, right? It's a lot of Bama. It's a lot of Georgia now. It's a lot of Clemson. We'll see how much this season opens up. You know, an early loss in college football, you can recover pretty well from that. Um, And man, happy for anyone that goes to Tennessee because my UConn basketball program, not similar. (laughs) Not similar. That's pretty funny. Um, But I don't know. My UConn basketball program in recent years had lost it a little bit, and you just have the dark thoughts of like, well, shit, University of Connecticut, if you're a big college basketball recruit, go to Connecticut. Like you're, you're at this point because Calhoun built it up, but he's not there anymore. So you're just kind of doing it on nostalgia. They got a good recruiting class coming in. um, But yeah, I think if you're Tennessee or Nebraska, I'm I'm sure there's some sports radio that there's some dark thoughts. It's good to know that you can still have this in the chamber and hopefully they, they can keep it rolling. Cause I don't know that orange and white combos kind of fun That creamsicle orange. um, I mean, College fo- I think that's the one thing missing from college football. It just needs a little bit more of a shake here and there. Like It can't just always be Bama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State. Like Every now and then you need the Michigan. You'd, you'd love another SEC school to jump in. Um, and maybe that was it. And maybe that was it. So, hey, a little college football off the rip. We'll do some NFL cron pod. You guys know how we do it. Thursday night was Commanders Bears. 12, 9, 12 7 commanders. I mean, was making foot was was making baseball look good. Um, and that's kind of what everyone thought. Uh Brian Robinson scores the the touchdown. Bama guy, guy who shot himself in the leg. Maybe there's your bro of the night. That's pretty nuts. Or he he got shot in the leg. He didn't shoot himself, excuse me. Yeah, but I think he got shot. Got shot. Shout out plaques. Um So that was another brutal Thursday night game. I mean, Amazon and those discussions, you know, people don't know what to do with that yet. Let's go into Sunday. And, uh, you know, I was obviously getting ready for the Yankees playoff game, and it was a busy playoff weekend. But I did get to catch a lot of this game. The 49ers lose to the Falcons. Talked about it a little bit. West Coast team coming east. Uh, Niners are missing a ton of their players. They've got the injury bug bad, especially on defense. And guess what? It showed... And it was the worst time to be playing the Atlanta Falcons because they play physical. It jumped off the screen. I tweeted it out in the middle of playoff baseball stuff, and everyone was like, Jake, are you okay? Why are you watching Falcons Niners right now? The Falcons, every play, you would see a Niners player go flying. Flying. They are playing a really physical brand brand of football. They have their young running backs they like a lot. Huntley and Algier. They're not flashy guys, but they are power guys that they wear you out on every run that you almost don't I think you could see players like not wanting to get throw their head in there and get in the mix. Mariota also a threat himself. He ran for 50 yards. How's this? They played Madden yesterday. Mariota's final stat line, 13 of 14 for 129, two touchdowns, no picks. Otherwise, they were hammering them with the rush, 40 carries. Um, and Kyle Pitts, who had been missing, he scores a touchdown. Um, Drake London was the top receiver picked in this draft. They're a tough team. They're a team you don't want to play. They're a very beatable team if you get up on them and you make Mariota have to beat you through the air. But they are no fun to play, and the Niners were exhibit A of that. I was shocked. Every play, like, it looked like almost like the end of an NFL blitz play, like someone would go flying on the Niners, and you'd be like, geez. <laughs> That looks like a horrible time.
0: Just, yeah, they're, they're doing just every play, someone else gets you. It's just like,
1: what? You're just like, huh? like you, you almost don't have
0: anyone to game plan for. Yeah, like, it's like I, I guess London and, and Pitts. Kinda, but, but, they but they don't even pass. Then, yeah.
1: You're like, ooh, what? Mariota? Algier and Huntley? Um, good for the Falcons. They're three and three, just like the Niners, who need to get a little more healthy. Um, and give the ball to Debo. What are we doing? Patriots are 3-3. Three and three. Don't want to say we were on this first, but their schedule eased up. The Browns dropped to 2-4. and four. J- Jacoby Brissett revenge game, not so much. Uh, he feels like a quarterback that uh, Belichick could scheme a win against at any point he wants to. Patriots offense goes in the second half. 14 points in the third and the fourth quarter. Bailey Zappi. People are starting to get excited. We'll see. Let's see when Mac Jones is back and healthy.
0: Zappy's just such a cool name. Yeah. Bailey isn't a bad first name to pair with that. And he just... It all
1: works. With that name, he feels a lot more electric than Mac Jones.
0: Yeah, even if it's the same.
1: I, I like Ramondre Stevenson. I know we've talked about Patriots' skill people before. I think he's, he's kind of the guy. He has a big game, two touchdowns. Um, and the Patriots, man, three and three. And I've done this schedule the last couple times. Bears, Jets, which becomes different. Colts, Jets again. Uh, New England's starting to go. And they might they might have something at quarterback. We will see. We will see. I'd like to watch a little more Bailey Zappy to find out. I mentioned the Jets was a little different than I thought on the Patriots' schedule, and that's because they went to Lambeau, and they won 27-10. to Kind of a spanking. Jordan Love ends up coming out at the end of this game for Rodgers. Brees Hall, 20 carries, 116. He is a stud. These Jets are electric. A Sauce Gardner's got the cheese on his head. This team season was a th- like a thread away from being a disaster. Like, they could have been 0-3. That Browns game, they had no business winning. Basically, no team in the NFL had a business winning it in the past, like, 25 years. They won that game. Now they beat Steelers, Dolphins, at Green Bay and the Packers. They face my Broncos next week. We'll see. We'll see how they look. They are 4-2. The New York Jets are 4-2. The New York Jets are 4-2. Shout out to Sala. Shout out to that defense. A ton of kids on that team, and they're having fun, man, in Green Bay. Packers look like a disaster. And the honest go-away on it is nobody knows what to do. Because it feels like we've seen Green Bay teams that you're like, oh, man, this could be it and then you flash forward 5 weeks and they go 4 and 1 and their running game starts to go and their defense starts to get better and Rodgers plays better. Who knows? I mean, let's be honest. Society's kind of kind of wants the Rodgers fall off at this point just with everything with him. I'm not going to believe in it yet. Um good for the Jets. Jaguars Colts, Ew. you you you. Matt Ryan throws 58 times. Ew. 389 yards, three touchdowns. They win. Uh, Michael Pittman has a big day. Uh, Ryan to Pierce late. I mentioned Pierce last time. He's good, man. He's weird. His arms, it looks like he has an extra, like, looks like he has two elbows. Um, and they win against the Jaguars, who I think are the two best teams in that division, which... More so about the... Divi- oh, no, the Titans. Excuse me. This was the Jaguars on the road hoping to get it going. Trevor Lawrence, two rushing touchdowns. Big for fantasy. Uh, Colts. Be better. Like Trade for people. Their running backs were both hurt, so that's why Matt Ryan threw it 58 times. So maybe if, if that part of their game can work more and they could get people healthy, but I, I don't know. That does nothing for me. Speaking of... The Vikings go to 5-1 and one on the road against the Dolphins. The Dolphins uh, were playing with their two backup quarterbacks. Skyler Thompson comes out. He gets benched for Teddy Bridgewater, who cleared concussion protocol, but they didn't give him the start. Um, and then they subbed him in. He has a very Teddy Bridgewater stat line. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook ends up 77 and a touchdown on the ground. I didn't think his day was that good. Justin Jefferson with 100 receiving. Hey, I, I think there's something to being, A, you played backup quarterbacks, and this is, I'm not going to walk on the Dolphins, who I said they were going to come back to Earth, because they haven't been with Tua, and people think Tua's good, and that's the whole discussion there. So without Tua, they drop down to 3-3. Three and three. The Vikings, there's something to being a capable football team that can run enough and pass enough. Again, I, I don't think 5-1 and one is resembling who they are, but that's also been a Giants rally and cry in the office, so... You are five and one. You have the wins. Good for you. This was on the road against a talented Dolphins team, missing their quarterback. But um, and man, they they host the Cardinals. Cardinals, Vikes, and then uh, they go to the Commanders. So uh, Vikings, you are five and one. I I won't hold anything against you. I think you are a capable, solid football team. Uh, I wouldn't say a five and one football team, but again, like I said, with the Giants, you got the wins. Good for you. Rookie head coach, there's some similarities there, huh? People just like Dalvin Cook and Kirk more than Daniel Jones. Justin yeah. Jefferson's
0: really good. Justin Jefferson's really He's, good. They have they have real real talent there. Yeah, they're the one with the tall coach, right? Yes, the Giants tall are working guy. on it. He is tall. Uh, good looking guy. Whatever.
1: Bengals Saints. Uh, gonna be honest with you. The the highlight of this game was um. Joe Burrow showed up in an LSU jersey, his first time playing in the Superdome since they won the Natty. That was pretty badass. And they win the game. Bengals are 3-3. Three and three. You know, this was a close game, 30-26. to 26. Uh, Jamar Chase has a big day, two touchdowns. Another LSU guy playing in New Orleans. Um, I think the Bengals are getting back on track. I've told you guys that a few times now. You know, their losses and early season struggles, I think they made sense. Saints, I, there's just a lack of... I mean the QB play. I, I think everything else has kind of been there. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully they can get famous Jameis back. I mean Andy Dalton, thirty-two passes. Like we haven't talked about Andy Dalton a lot. I was thinking about that the other day because I mean Andy Dalton, he was a team's guy for many years. He was the starting quarterback in Cincinnati from twenty eleven to twenty nineteen. You know that's pretty nuts. That's eight, eight years as the dude in Cincinnati, and he became a joke in his own way a little bit because he's he's Andy Dalton. He was he's Kirk Cousins kind of right yeah. now, but now he's, he's older.
0: The, he's like the worst
1: acceptable quarterback. To yeah, have.
0: the okay quarterback.
1: Um, and now he's been a backup the last three years, and I just thought that was kind of funny that he's like. I think some starting quarterbacks are up for that task, and some are like screw that. Good for Andy Dalton. He's playing, but yeah, I mean, he's not the the guy. Andy Dalton might
0: be the guy for New Orleans in the immediate future.
1: Right. Andy Dalton, I mean, he was getting Kirk Cousin jokes five years ago, and now he's passing in today's NFL. Um, So uh, good for the Bengals. Uh, They're going to become a part of this season again and happy for them, and especially because the New York football giants beat the Baltimore Ravens 24-20, 24 to 20, the Giants back to back weeks with dub- double digit point comebacks. The Ravens, now this is the third game they've blown a huge lead. Mm. They were killing the Dolphins. They were killing the Bills. They were killing the Giants. I wasn't holding that against them. I thought they were just getting NFL wooga 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 You have to hold it against them now. Uh, yeah, three times. Three times, uh, belief is a real thing in sports and life. And if you're a team playing the Ravens, you believe in yourselves. And the They're, Giants,
0: the Ravens are like a team built to hold, hold a hold the lead there.
1: Right, you're supposed to run it and ice it and Lamar, and you hit Mark Andrews on the one play action, and and you can you can end a game. They haven't been doing that. I, I think it's their defense is the problem. But you know, people are starting to call for Harbaugh's head they and stuff. Don't have
0: Mike Martindale anymore.
1: <laughs> no wink who is on the Giants, and they get the big interception at the end uh, and their offense. 14 points in the fourth. Uh, The boys are winning. It's electric. The talking Giants guys are having the time of their life. Daniel Jones, two touchdowns, no picks. Okay. 22 rushing attempts for Saquon, 83 yards, one touchdown.
0: Okay. I mean, they're receiving options. like. Wondell Robinson, second-round pick this year. What a breath of fresh air to see that guy running around this week. He's missed almost every game. I think he got a few snaps in week one. But yeah. What a breath of fresh air. When I, when I just looked at the box score and saw three catches, 37 yards, one was the touchdown. Yeah, It, it felt so much more impactful than that. Daniel Just feels so good.
1: Daniel Bellinger leads the team in receptions. Uh, Marcus Johnson, third in receiving yards.
0: Slayton, Richie James, Burita, Saquon, and David Sills. Um, yeah, Bellinger, fourth round tight end this year. Don't, don't believe the M.O. on him was that he was going to be Not a that, receiving tight end. I don't think
1: he was the next Shockey.
0: Um, I think he was supposed to be a
1: blocking season. The tight team. end is always open. The Giants feel incredible. Dayball season is full tilt. Um, go listen to Talking Giants. They're having a blast. Maybe the biggest surprise from the weekend, the Steelers beat the Bucks, and Brady is under the gun now. He's yelling at his old lineman. He went to Bobby Kraft's wedding on Friday. Um, the Bucks are 3-3. Three and three. Uh, And Brady stuff, people are talking about that. They have the Panthers next week, then the Ravens, Rams, Seahawks, Browns. I think they're going to figure it out. I mean, over the next 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 5 weeks, Saints after that. So in the next six weeks, I think they're probably going to rack up at least four wins. They'll be back, but it's a bad look. And, you know, we heard about this team coming into the season. The O-line wasn't going to be that good. and That could be a weakness with old man Brady back there. You know, Bruce Arians is around, but not the head coach anymore. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, like a double. You know, I think they were a 10-point underdog. They get a win in Pittsburgh. I think it was the first win since they've drafted T.J. Watt. If he's been hurt or not playing, it was the team's first win without him. Really fun, weird way to look at the stat. Steelers, I mean, this is why Tomlin has a job. Um, the fact they won this game is pretty ridiculous, but he can coach a team up for a day and get them hype. And that's what they did. They kind of got outcoached and outplayed by the Pittsburgh Steelers, who Kenny Pickett gets hurt and comes out. Trubisky's back in the game. Um, Chase Claypool with a big day. I like him a lot. Um, wish, wish... He had a better guy slinging it to him, but maybe someday. Uh, Seahawks beat the Cardinals. I told you this might be the death of the Cardinals. I bet on the Seahawks. Um, It was Cardinals were favored, minus two and a half. And there's, we just haven't, we have the Madden image of the Cardinals in our head, and they're not those guys. They do get DeAndre Hopkins back next week, I believe, and their numbers with Hopkins are special. So watch out for that. Uh, And then Bills Chiefs game of the weekend. Uh, Bills 24, Chiefs 20. Hit the under on that. Uh, the, the offense is fully, never started fully going. I guess in the, the third quarter, it looked like it was going to become a track meet. Um, good for the Bills. They went at the Chiefs 5-1. and one. Chiefs are 4-2. and two. This was a good game, a one-possession game. It's the NFL. It could have gone either way. Eagles rolling the Cowboys late. 6-0 and o Eagles there undefeated. Um, my Broncos play tonight. Um, I think we're out of time. That's the show. I love you football.